Hey guys, welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. I'm here today with Codus. What's up, my man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a long day, um, but it's yes, been it pretty has. good. Um, so, real, 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 really important question here. You ready? Oh, yeah. All right, so would you rather have dinner with Moses or Paul? Oh, that... Because, Dang. I mean, think about it. Paul wrote, like, a bunch of the New Testament, so, like, super wise guy, like, experienced a yeah, lot. Like, I remember, just want to hear his story, too. Right, and how he went from killing Christians as Saul, changed his then name, again, and went to Paul. And Moses, then you look at Moses, who killed all the pharaohs with the Red Sea, yeah. and, like, followed all those. And like, he lived way longer, too. That's true. That so is like true. You, I, I'm just, oh, I don't know. Well, if there's locusts and honey, I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was plenty of locusts in the, the ten plagues in Egypt, so. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I want to say Moses, though, just because he's an old man. He has stories. Yeah. That, that, that he, I think he'd be more interesting than Paul. But, yeah. uh, if I, I already have... know Paul's story. I've read that. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, if it's just dinner, though, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm going to go to Paul. Just because, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Paul's words are more applicable just because of old and new law. Um, well, that's but, true. but Moses would definitely be more interesting. Like you, you'd have dinner and like, you know, dinner lasts four hours and you're not even know because he just tell you all these stories. <laughs> and so be, cool. Yeah. And then he'd be like, Oh, it's raining bread right now. So like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so maybe that's how, uh, how you'd get your appetizer of bread, you know, like a long, there it is. Your bread. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, it just falls from the sky. What, what's it called? Manna? Is that what it is in the old Testament? I have no clue. Yeah, um, I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. Something like that. But uh, anyways, so listeners, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the hot topic of homosexuality. Um, you know, it's it's a really sensitive subject, even though it really shouldn't <laughs> be. But you know how it is, because when somebody gets exposed to truth, they get upset. And so CODIS has been especially uh, been dealing with this kind of... Uh, this is like the fifth time, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, Codis, tell us a little bit about your experience with getting banned here. Well, it all started. So, let's say the um, okay, let's let's start here. So, pretty mm-hmm. much, I've been, I've been always been saved, but I haven't been in my Bible. And when I got, it was about a year or two ago, is when I actually started getting in my Bible and I started preaching and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, one video I made, it was about homosexuality and how it's a and my beliefs on it and everything. We'll get into mm-hmm. that later. Yeah. And it went like I have a small school, okay, maybe mm-hmm. two hundred people, if that, the whole high school. Okay. And so it got around fast, and it's a very liberal school. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I had parents call the principal, I had teachers or and students call the principal and talk to him about it. Like you're it was kidding? Crazy. No, because they wow. didn't feel safe around me. What? Yeah. They, because I, you expressed I, I never your biblical to beliefs. Wow. Yeah. And then I got suspended on TikTok for. a two months and then wow. i had a i had i have pictures of it still but people made a bunch of tiktoks about me like not good ones and then i had threats sure. i had threats from people dude you're like, kidding no it, like it from was tiktok or in person both wow like i couldn't i didn't go to school for like a week but wow. it was it was crazy and then so, yeah it was it was it was crazy man so all because you express what the Bible said about homosexuality. Mm. Interesting. I never said I hated anybody. I just said this is yeah. my belief. I saw yeah. the video somewhere, but wow, that's it, crazy. It was crazy, man. Well, I, I want to preface this video or this episode with by saying this this topical episode is is about sin, not necessarily just homosexuality. But we, of course, we we are going to focus directly on homosexuality because it is such a pivotal discussion uh, for possible believers in today's world, um, and so. 
when it comes to these kind of discussions, of course, people, it, it tends to go like, okay, well, what are your beliefs about homosexuality? Or what does the Bible say about homosexuality? Mm-hmm. And so typical verses that Christians will bring up, um, one that's not as popular, it's going to be Genesis 19, 1 through 11, but this is the Sodom and Gomorrah story. And so if you're familiar with Sodom and Gomorrah, basically it was such a wicked or two cities that God just rained fire <laughs> down on them and just burned it completely. It's pretty um, much modern earth. Right. And, <laughs> and uh, well, it's interesting how Earth is going to go up in a blaze here soon. Right. But uh, round two, for, foreshadowing. <laughs> no, yeah. For real, though. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, and this is uh, one through 11. The verses is before the raining fire here. But uh, basically, Lot had some guests in his home and, and these men came up, beat on the door. And it's like, let us in. And basically, they're going to try to rape these guests. Uh, and it was men banging on the door and it was men guests. Um, and so uh, it was, it's kind of hinting at homosexuality. So we know that there is a like rampacious, hello, rambunctious <laughs> uh, homosexuality just kind of everywhere, rampant. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for um, in Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And so, anyways, ended up getting burned down and stuff like that. So we know that homosexuality is bad because God, of course, condemned the sin in the, those two cities. And then another verse that's more popular is Leviticus 18:22. Um, and I was reading NLT and it basically just said, um, do not commit homosexuality or yeah, homosexual acts. Um, looking at different versions like the NASB, it says, don't lie with men as you do with women, um, because it's an abomination. And then in verse Leviticus, uh, chapter 20, verse 13, it says the exact same thing. Don't lie with men as you do with women because it's detestable this time. So in both of those two verses, it says homosexuality or rather, um, in the older, uh, translations, don't lie with men as you do with women. It's an abomination and it's also detestable. So a lot of Christians will kind of use that. Um, I guess to say that it's a sin. Now you've probably heard us a lot of times say that uh, if you listen to this podcast, that we adhere to new law now and not necessarily current law or sorry, uh, old law. And so Leviticus would of course be old law um, because the Levitical law. Um, And so more, I guess a modern or a current law uh, that would, refer to homosexuality would be let's just say first corinthians chapter 6 9 through 10 i was just um, looking at that mm-hmm. and uh so you can read it if you want um but I'm, I, i'll just summarize it um but basically it's just talking about don't lie or like men lying with men right mm, i have the i think Re- read king, it for us. one sec i have the king mm-hmm. james i think it is this yeah. is uh it's an old bible it's like my great great grandpa there's like a date mm-hmm. in it from 19 19- 18 or something. Oh, nice. But I'll read my translation, the newer one. It says, okay. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexual, mal- no sexual immoral people, idlers, adulterers, or males who have sex with males, no thieves, go. greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to read it from the King James. Okay. okay. So uh, bear with me because this is like here it's thy tough. day. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, where is it? So it's nine... Through ten. All right, so know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idlers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor relievers, nor exhortioners shall inherit God's kingdom. And effeminate, I looked that up and it says a man having or showing characteristics regarding as a typical woman or unmanly. Yep. Hmm. So, I mean, it's even in the King James. But yeah. a lot of people are going to say, no, it was mistranslated. But actually, I know a guy in 
and I've seen a lot of other videos like this too. They actually had the Hebrew Bible and they mm-hmm. read it and it's not mistranslated. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's, he did a whole explanation on it. How yeah. they like, how it makes sense. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, this is why you probably think it's mistranslated, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So, so going back to the, cause so first Corinthians is written in Greek, right? So Paul was the mm-hmm. author of this. And so the debate is because Paul created a word called arsenokoitai, and that's that's the the Greek that he used for homosexual in this verse, or don't lie with man, man, whatever. And uh, so uh, there's a few different points I want to talk about with this because I think First Corinthians six is kind of like where all these like possible rebuttals stem from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the argument for arsenokoitai, like people are like, oh, okay, that just means prostitute. Okay, that, that that's the main argument against it. Like arsenokoitai, he meant prostitute. And, uh, well, that's not true because <laughs> so arson in this Greek, it means man and koitai or koitas, uh, or, um, koite, it's depending on the verb or noun, but it means bed. Right. And so mm-hmm. it, it's basically saying it's men who bed with other men. Like it's, it's not that difficult to interpret. And now just for proof of this, um, the word, so this arson or koitai is found in first Corinthians chapter six, nine through 10. Right. But we know that the word isn't prostitute because Paul includes the Greek word malakos, which means prostitute in the same verse. So like he wouldn't say prostitutes and prostitutes. He's mm-hmm. going to say, you know, sexual sin, like prostitutes and homosexuals. So yeah. it, it's kind of, you know, redundant to say prostitute twice. So that's a kind of, kind of bad theory, but you, you said that you <laughs> had the KJV for, from 1916. I know a lot of the, mm-hmm. uh, what we're looking for a lot of the quote unquote rebuttals that it was mistranslated. Um, so if you are, aren't familiar with the history of the King James, it was originally written in 1611, right? And someone so, told me, or sorry, they, 1612, something they, like that. I was talking to someone on my comments. Mm-hmm. I, I just completely deleted their comments. because They're going crazy, <laughs> but they were like, Oh, King James was actually gay. Mm. Interesting. I don't believe that there's no records. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find any records of that. I don't know if you, what you think about that, but, I've uh, I've never heard that theory. Um, I, all I know is the he was a religious man, and so mm-hmm. that's he was very protective over this new version that he wanted to create. Um, and so he got like the best of the best of all that he could find to kind of gather together and create this new Bible. Um, and so it was written in 1611, 1612, and of course it's it's obviously a good one because it's you know held true for so long. But the what I'm familiar with is people think that it was it some way former fashion got mistranslated in like 1940s early 40s yeah and I've heard uh, that. and so i know you just read a version that was from 1916 um so obviously that debunks that theory and then i was gonna pull up the so there's the um there's a bible that the uh colonists brought over on the mayflower um the, the geneva bible that's what it's called and so, and so it was in English, and people don't ever think about it, but it was written before KJV. Um, so people think that KJV was the first English translation, which it wasn't. Like mm-hmm. I said, they, there's this Geneva Bible, um, which I, can't, I don't know if that was the very first one, but it was, it was before 1611. And anyways, um, even in the Geneva Bible, which was written in 1500s, and I think it was in the 1540s, um, it says, man lie with man, or you know that sort of thing. It doesn't say homosexual. It doesn't say anything like that. It just says a man should not lie with another man as he does with a woman. Um, and both the Levitical uh, reference and the Corinthianal reference. Is that a word, Corinthianal? Um, yeah. So. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying. But uh, so anyway, so that, that argument's quickly debunked. Um, and so then another more current uh, rebuttal, I guess, uh, proof for that it is a sin is First Timothy 1.10. Um, and it just says that 
I hear a bunch of tapping or something. Oh, but sorry, I was turning my microphone up. My bad. No, no, no you're good. But First Timothy one ten says the laws for people who are sexually immoral and who practice homosexuality are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or or those who do anything else that contradicts wholesome teaching. Um, and of course, homosexuality being the same word that I mentioned before, arsenicoitai. Um, and so That's a cool word. I don't know arsenicoitai. I like that. It just sounds I, cool, right? I feel like a lot of the Greek does like. Malikos oh, yeah. does too. You know? Greek is just I love Greek. Like I like I love learning about the Greek history. Yeah. I wish uh if I if, I wish I had the time to like sit down and learn actual Greek. So like I, I mean for my... a lot of oh never mind. Oh, that's a whole different never mind. Keep going. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about something else. Um but like for my Bible studies, like I'll look at like word for word Greek or Hebrew depending, you know, depending mm-hmm. on the study, like for this one. Um but I don't know like Greek by itself. That'd be so cool though. That would um, be cool just to speak Greek, like right. But, just looks uh, cool too. Like it's all cool shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but Greeks anyways, know what's up, right? And uh, you know what? I wonder why English of all languages is like the the most commonly known language because because I feel, we're. I mean, this sounds bad, but we're the most dominant country. Yeah, like, we make I, a lot of stuff. We design a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's just like we're like, hey, let's just all figure out their language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I just feel like you know, like I don't know. When I look at things historically through the Bible, most of the languages wasn't English, of course. It was like Hebrew yeah. and all these other stuff. And so, like, I just wonder how over so how time – I, I mean, I guess you're right. But How did they invent English then? I guess English was one of the ones that came out of Babel. But I don't know. Yeah. It, it makes sense. There's but... a one guy that just carried the English gene. I guess so. <laughs> and and well, here's the thing. Babel was before Noah, though, so I think. I'm pretty sure. So, so that means Noah and his family either spoke multiple languages or they just spoke one. And then people just said, you know, how, like in middle school, like girls will come up with names that for guys that they like that aren't the actual name. So they can talk about whoever they want without people I've, knowing. I, I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> we went to different schools, man. Well, <laughs> well, I think it's a very common thing. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I, I, maybe I just don't remember it. I don't know. OK, well, how about this? How about like pig Latin? Are you familiar with that term? Is that like an actual language? Uh, yes, it's like it's like a fake created language. It's like English, but with like a few. My dogs are barking, but like oh. a few different letters moved around. But anyways, so like <laughs> I guess those people just kind of created English. Um, yeah. But anyways, just to kind of wrap up this homosexuality thing, because I said it's more it's it's about all sin, right? It's not just about homosexuality. Yeah. So so struggling with lust, regardless of gender, is a sin, right? We looked at that when we saw mm-hmm. Matthew chapter five twenty seven to twenty eight. Um, and so when I look at somebody angrily, just the same, it's a sin. And when I look at somebody and think, wow, that person's an idiot, it's <laughs> just the same. It's a sin. Yeah. Right? So here's the thing. Road rage. Exactly. So here's the thing. We'll always sin, but God judges our heart and we must be continually striving to get rid of the sin, um, mm-hmm. that we're aware of, at least in our lives. And I think the issue with Christian homosexuality specifically, um, as opposed to other sin is that people who typically engage in homosexuality, refuse to repent and they don't strive to fix their sin whereas with other sins uh christian people who recognize the sin will be willing to try and deal with it um and so but i want to reiterate that if you struggle with any kind of sin whether it be lying cheating fornicating drunkenness homosexuality what have you if you struggle with any kind of sin and refuse to repent and you want to love your sin more than you're willing to attempt to ditch that sin and repent Mm -hmm. It's just as bad as any sin that you can think of, right? Because basically you're idolizing your sin more than you love God. So yes. when doing so, you're breaking Jesus' first commandment, which, to, uh, which is the new covenant here, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. 
and this is with any sin, not just homosexuality, but we're going to focus on homosexuality here. And so when you're choosing that sin and choosing to not repent, you know, you're choosing that sin over God. And so, oh, hey, that's an idol right there. Exactly. I knew you're going to like that. So that's what I was about to point out. Um, And so. Man, this book is so good that I read about idols, though. You got to read it sometime. I'm all for it. Along with your other 400 books. (laughs) Dude, I've got a whole bookshelf. Yeah, a whole bookshelf full of books that I I hadn't read all of them yet. You'll get Um, there eventually. But when Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I want to reiterate strength. Like, why strength? Because it takes strength. Endurance. Exactly. But it takes strength and endurance to break your chains of sin. And Mm -hmm. it's not not easy. It's not easy to give up what you enjoy, right? Because sin is... Sin is, is fun. Let's admit it. I mean, it, it's it fun you... for a season. Exactly. So it takes strength to break those chains of sin. And I only say this, of course, from experience. So, like, don't feel like a, if you're listening, don't feel like I'm condemning you or, uh, you know, trying to make you feel bad in any way. I'm just saying this because I've been there. <laughs> and I, I, it wasn't until I realized that I was disrespecting God that I began to change. Mm-hmm. Because when I realized that when I was choosing my sin over God or when I was making an idol of sin over God, I realized that it was kind of like a throwing a dirty rag in God's face kind of thing. And yeah. so um, once I recognized the disrespect, that's when I began to change. So, um, but notice how I said began. <laughs> uh, to, you know, fixing your sin or striving to fix your sin takes a while. It's not an immediate change by any means. At least for me, it wasn't. Um, so what you think? Was, uh, does, does that cover about everything you've heard in regards to homosexuality? Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Yeah. Okay. Um, to reiterate, I guess, the yeah. big thing, at least from what I believe, you can tell me what you believe, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a sin to be gay or to have gay thoughts. I think it's a sin when you act upon the sin. So I guess the thoughts, it could be. But at the end, I feel like it's just mainly the lust thing. Because I, I, I know a few Christians that used to, that used to actually be gay in homosexuality mm-hmm. until they were born again. So I feel like the main thing thing that's wrong with it obviously is when you act upon the sin yeah i agree with what you're saying but i think it could be worded a little bit differently yeah i, I don't so know like, how to word it. it's a tough thing to word yeah so like right now you're saying um it's okay to be like it's not a sin to be gay but to be gay means that you're actively choosing to have sex with the same sex mm-hmm. that's kind of confusing so because like i've looked at ryan reynolds and i was like hey that's a good looking man you know but okay yeah so that's <laughs> Acknowledging the attractiveness of a same-sex or same-gendered individual is different than being gay, right? And so, um, I mean, I can acknowledge somebody's attractiveness without thinking lustfully. And so, mm-hmm. I think that when we, we, the way we should word that is, we are who we are because we're imperfect individuals because of we live in this you know fallen world, right? Mm-hmm. So, if somebody is struggling with the the lustful thoughts of sin. Um, but they aren't acting upon it, or sorry, let me clarify, are not, because sometimes I mumble, are not <laughs> acting upon the sin of homosexuality, um, I think that that is favorable, right? So you you recognize your sin, and you're not mm-hmm. acting upon it. Um, now, I can't judge. I'm, I'm definitely not God, so when it comes to thoughts... No. Yeah, it's, um, that's where it's all God's to That's judge. all God, and so... but. Based off of what we do know and how looking at it, say, for us as men, looking at a woman lustfully, we do know that that is a sin. I would go mm-hmm. as far to say that looking at if you're a male looking at the male or female looking at the female or, uh, you know, other looking at another other, um, 
in, in a lustful way, I would go as far to say that as a sin. It is. Um, and so I guess the, the words we're looking for to say is, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not going to say it's okay to be gay. I am going to say it's okay to be imperfect. Um, that, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, so it's an imperfect. I mean, or, yeah, we live in an imperfect world, so there's going to be imperfect creations in this mm-hmm. world. But I also want to clarify: when I say it's okay to be imperfect, that does not imply that you do not need to change. But rather, that doesn't mean you can just go live free willy exactly, and just exactly. abuse God's grace. No, exactly, and that's that's exactly, once saved, yep. always saved is not real. That is mm-hmm. not how that works. No, so um, yeah, when I, when I say <laughs> it's okay to to you know live in sin i mean it's it's not like okay to continue to not try to change you know like you've got to be trying to improve yourself um but at the end of the day i feel like god is the only one that can truly judge that stuff oh 100 percent he's the one that knows your heart exactly and of course he does give us this instruction manual to to help guide us yeah Um, but there's definitely going to be some things where we aren't always going to understand and so Mm um you know it's it's going to be a matter of the heart and so God knows if you're placing him as your priority and that's what matters. So no matter what sin you're dealing with, place God as your priority and all, all is well. Um, if, if, if you truly love God, you will follow his word. That's what the Bible says. And so, or you'll follow his message. You'll, te- you'll follow his commandments. So um, I think following his commandments is a byproduct of loving God. Not necessarily that because you love God, you have to follow his commandments, but rather it comes with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely comes with it. I fully get that. So, um, but do you have any uh, questions about anything? No, not really. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people. I just, I guess, just the what now? I said, if anyone like listening has any questions, feel free to DM us. We love oh, to absolutely. talk to you guys. We love interacting with you guys so much. For sure. Um, I will add one last point because I forgot to write it down in my notes. But I know uh, a lot of Christians, and this is rightfully so say you know love the person hate the sin because that's exactly what we're called to do that's what the book of jude says and i think there's a couple other references that paul writes about it um but i know from from what i've been told is it's very difficult for non-christians to understand what that means they think okay well how can you love me but yet hate this about me? yeah that that is exactly what they've said to me a bunch of times in my lives Mm -hmm. and so here's my take on it and I have two different analogies here. The first analogy is you look at a parent and you look at a child. Just because a parent disciplines their child does not mean they don't love them, but rather it means that they love them, but they're trying to help them. So they discipline mm-hmm. them. Now, somebody might say, okay, well, that's a, a parent and child. We're you know, two friends. Okay, well, in that regard, have you ever um, imagined, okay, Codis, imagine your best okay. friend in the whole wide world loves to sing, think they're like, think they're the best singer ever. Right. But they sound hideous. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So can you lovingly tell them that they are not a good singer? But however, if you, if you say like, you go up to them and say, Hey, you're not a good singer. Does that mean that you don't love them because you're honest and you tell them something that you, you know, is not good about them? Um, <laughs> the, the answer is you can still love somebody. <laughs> Even yeah. if you correct them. So, okay, you know, yeah, I, I get it now. Yeah. 
Yeah. So just because I tell my best friend in the whole like, world that they're bad at singing, I'm doing it out of mm-hmm. love for them, trying to help them, not because yeah. I'm trying to, to make them feel bad or all that fun stuff. Sorry, man. Trying... You're not really good singing. I'm trying to help other people's ears here. Well, not well, but yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> I get what you mean. I'm just trying to, I guess, in that scenario, help them not to embarrass themselves, you know? Yeah. And so in this case with homosexuality, it's like, look, I'm telling you because I don't want you to burn in hell because you chose mm-hmm. to idolize your homosexuality. Because once over we get God. up there, there's no like, can I redo this? It's exactly all, it's happening. We have a, an average lifespan of seventy or eighty years, something like that, to determine the whole rest of our eternity. And that is nothing, too. Nothing. Moses got like a, a lot of years. He got like a thousand years. <laughs> well, honestly, like, I think that I think the oldest living person was I think was it Methuselah, who's like nine hundred like sixty or something like that. Oh, oh um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, Moses, like I think down. Moses lived to be like not uh, not not nine hundred, like three hundred or something like that. Um, really? Yeah, something like that. I'm thinking but of Abraham then. Abraham was pretty old too. Yeah, yeah, all all of those old guys. <laughs> um, but so I mean, in regards to homosexuality, like we we love you. We're trying to help you. Um, oh yeah, we love everyone. Exactly, and and like when when we say this and when we single out homosexuality, it's just because it's it's prevalent and a lot of people have differing opinions, and so we just want to be the final say on this, you know, like what does mm-hmm. Bible say? So, but anyways, with all of that being said, thank y'all again for tuning in. Thank y'all for watching. Uh, follow us on our socials. You're going to be Yolk Christian Podcast on Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Um, and also keep in mind we've got clothes. We've got some really cool clothes coming in. Oh yeah. Um, so, but with that being said, Codis, you want to close this out in prayer? Yep. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for letting us be able to talk to you and preach your message, God. I know in some countries uh, they're taking away that uh, right that we have, Lord. So I thank you again. Uh, Lord, I thank you for waking us up in the morning, God, because you could easily take us out any day you want, Lord. So thank you for letting us wake up. Um, And Lord, every time everyone steps out of bed, Lord, uh, just let them know that you are there and you love them, God, and help them share your word. Because, Lord, uh, like uh, my friend says, we are in a battlefield. When we en- when we leave our house, this world is a battlefield, Lord. We are fighting for you. So give mm-hmm. us the right words and messages to say for you and let us serve you. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. All right, Codus, we'll close <clears throat> this out. All right. I hope you all have a great, great day, night, whatever it is. Godspeed. <laughs>